podcast we got the legend don fry who gets somehow gets handsomer every, every week um a couple years ago I was, you got it, baby. I was a couple years ago when you were laying down and you couldn't move and you were drinking I was, couple, couple, you mean you mean you mean two weeks ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but now you look uh you're looking good man you're looking you're looking healthy you're looking fresh um i'm happy for you man and of yeah. course Thank you, man. Thank you. Of course, Greg. Thanks Romero, very much. No problem, man. No problem. Uh, I had a show last week. Um, it was one of those things where the guy was like, "Hey, it was one of my good friends I met at Met who I like love to death." He's like, "Hey, man, you want to headline the show?" Because uh, and I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, sure." Like they had a huge headliner, but he like dropped out, so it was like a, a big deal. So then he was like, uh, "I booked a couple comics before you." He booked like seven comics before me. <laughs> so it went from, like, it, I think he like kind of panicked and he like booked all these people, you know, like I, I do the same thing. And then like they all say yes, because it's like a great gig. And next thing you know, and it was like, hey man, uh, we have to close up pretty soon. So I know I told you 45, but we do a tight 15. I was like, bro, okay. <laughs> I was like, whatever. I'm like, whatever you want, man. I, I got, dude, the one, one time I went to West Virginia they told me I was headlining, and it was this booker that was, like, notorious for doing this kind of shit. So I get there, and they were like, oh, by the way, Mike Epps is here this week. I'm like, but they told me that I was headlining. They're like, yeah, Mike Epps is headlining. Don't worry. We'll pay you the same, but you'll feature. I'm like, great. And I never actually worked with Mike Epps before. Then they were like, uh, Mike Epps brought his own feature. Um, so you're going to be doing <laughs> – you're gonna be doing guest sets at like uh, seven minutes, but we're still gonna pay you headlining money, right, dude? Mike Epps, the the, the cr- I've never seen a crowd. It was like in West Virginia. There were it was the middle of summer. There were more like mink coats and fur coats than I've ever seen in my life, um, and people were just coming into like the green room. Mike Epps was so funny because people were like, "Yo, Mike, this one dude was like Mike Epps. I hear you're a rapper, man." He's like, "Oh, you know, can, can you do a, um a verse on my album?" And the guy starts like rapping to him, right? And Mike Epps just stares at him. And then it's just like an awkward pause. And the guy just leaves. And Mike Epps is like, man, sometimes you guys gotta pretend you don't speak English. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm like, that's a good way to deal with things. Uh, Sean McCorkle, how are you? Doing all right, man, how you doing? Good, good, good. How was your weekend? What did you do? Uh, not a lot, man. Sat around uh, whining about my back, but uh, I did watch that Jeff Daniels tractor. What? I can't hear what Don said. You look like you got tractor in your tractor. Something like that. It's either tan, either tan or uh, or uh, diesel oil. You know, 
<laughs> yeah, no kidding. That that kind of usually you got to be a pro golfer to have that kind of tan. Am I that dark? I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah, you look good, man. You look good. Uh, and Greg, yeah, Don good. wants to kick you out of the country. <laughs> yeah, got a little few dogs. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. You better not yeah, be rolling yeah, around. Yeah, white family's going no more. I actually wrote a, I actually wrote a joke about how how pe people are mad at Biden for letting in all these illegal illegal immigrants. You know, I'm like, but yeah, the guy's old. He's lonely. I mean, he needs he needs company. You know, old people get lonely. Um, so, Greg, how are you, man? What's going on with you? Uh, I thought it was kind uh, of everything. Everything's uh, you know, hunky dory. I was nice. I was in town uh, this weekend, which was nice. It's been a while, and uh, you know, played the Ha Ha Cafe for two shows. Did my poker group on Friday night, which was a lot of fun. So, I mean, it's been really nice. It's been nice to actually have a little time back in the house here. And Don, how was your weekend? What did you do? Um, cleaned up around the house here, you know, worked on it, um, got the yard cleaned, then it, then it rained, then I cleaned it again, and it rained, you know, until <laughs> it rained once, and next day, the weeds were four foot tall, you know? Damn, dude. I got a good rain story, if you guys want to hear it, it's really awesome if we're, sure. if we're on. Oh, around. God, oh, God, here it Let's hear it. So... You know, I have very expensive dogs, right? Um, okay. So I'm out today about 6 in the morning. I woke up. I couldn't sleep. So I'm walking my dogs around my giant farm. And uh, when you've got pit bulls, you got to kind of be hard on them sometimes, especially males, because they're real hard-headed. And when a dog can kill someone in 10 seconds, you want to make sure it obeys you at all times, you know? So I don't have it on leash. I just let him walk around. And all of a sudden, he gets interested in a rabbit or something. Start kind of starts going out toward the road. And usually when I scream at him, he'll come back. Uh eventually but i don't like i do it like i do with my kids i always say it once then you get swatted you know like i didn't give my kids a countdown i did anything so that's how i do my dogs if i tell them to come and they don't they get spanked for not coming so um so he's out there he's interested in something i'm like i can't be that mad about his instincts so i'm like hey get over here right now and as god is my witness as i yelled right now lightning and thunder came from the sky it wasn't even <laughs> raining like, it was just like and as i said now it's like ah! it's like the most and he looked up at me like what the like he thought i was a wizard or something right so um he's kind of looking at me he's like a little bit scared i was like get over here now and i swear to god another it, lightning must have hit 100 yards from me because when i said it again it hit and man he stayed by me the rest of the day walking right wherever i am so my son thinks or my son my dog thinks i'm god now so uh it was a it worked out great though I got to tell you, the biggest disappointment for me of the last week was, okay, I've been trying to goad you into doing the shop joke so we can cross the 100 shop joke <laughs> milestone. Then I do, I'm gone for one podcast, and you do like nine fucking shop jokes <laughs> and carry us over the fucking finish line, and I'm not even here. I'm like, what an asshole. Oh, it, was, it was really built up. Uh, man, it was crazy. It's, uh, although I was using too many Buffer and Dominic Cruz jokes, I have some of those this week also, so we'll see. <laughs> So yeah, you got sidetracked on Buffer, which no one wanted to be on Buffer. <laughs> and then, and then I tell you, then I'm like, I'm hoping this week I'm like, just stay on Buffer this week. No, wait till I nobody nope, wants to be on Buffer. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dominic Cruz probably does. But <laughs> yeah. So um, so it was my daughter's birthday, her third birthday party, and also my wife's birthday. They're like born a day apart, which kind of my wife kind of gets screwed in that situation because. Especially when like a little kid, everyone's like about the kid, you know. Uh, she got so, pregnant early, then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got pregnant too early, a year apart. Did your wife throw a tantrum? 
Your wife throwing tantrums says, my birthday too. Dude, n- n- kind of. Like the other, like I like couldn't find the leash. I like couldn't find the leash today to our dog. And I'm like, listen, I can't find the leash. Um, I know we let him out in the backyard, but I gotta walk him. That's our way of bonding, you know? And my wife's like, what do you do to bond with me? I was like, uh, I'll take you for a walk if, if you want. Um, <laughs> You'll get her a leash. <laughs> exactly. I'll give you some leash. All the four. Get her a whole, get her a whole pulley system. <laughs> so we had yeah. uh, somebody. A collar, you know, a face mask. So we, I, I, we had a face mask. Jesus. So we, we had to have, like, uh, my wife. Yeah, a hood, like the gym, you know? I, I like got a it. muzzle? I got, I got the reference. I got the, you know what I'm talking about. I, I you know. That. You know. Yeah, okay, okay. So, she wanted to have have alpacas, right, for the birthday party. I tell you about this. She wanted to rent. No, but. She wanted to rent two baby alpacas to come for the kids' party. They were were $1,800, right, uh, for an hour. I'm like, we don't need fucking. I'm like, we'll put hay on the dog. Yeah, like, we, we have three cats. I mean, we have three bunnies. We have a dog. We don't need alpacas, right? I, I, this was like I haven't rented you a twenty thousand dollar dog for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so It'll do anything too, because it thinks he's God. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the fights that went on, and we'll go back to some more crazy stories. Uh, what did you guys think of uh, the Black Beast versus uh, Ghani? Look, I I called this. I said the Black Beast. That is dumb. <laughs> the Black Beast that is, is kind dumb. of a. He's stuck. They should have given everybody their money back. Why? Yeah. Obviously, he must be lazy because if you can't, you know, get out the first round without being exhausted, you're not training properly, you know. So either he needs his, he needs to be fired or his, his camp needs to be fired, you know, his trainer, because somebody's not doing the job or they're not, none of them are doing the job, you know. Well, I think it's one of those things where it's been working for him. So why, you know, it's hard to tell a guy he needs to do something else when it's been working. And you know, I've been on the. You're fighting on for train. a title or a supposed title. You know, a, a fucking title. You've got to fucking up your game. It just seems like the guy's kind of a bully. Where if he's winning, he 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 comes back, or he's a guy that just waits for one shot. And in yeah. the history of fighting, when has that ever worked? To lose every round almost, but just to land that one big shot. I mean, it'll happen once in a while, but against against the higher level of competition, it seems like this is kind of a theme. He just doesn't he doesn't really show up to the big, big fight. And that's what I said was gonna happen. And Mayhem was like fucking gave me a 30-minute lecture on how that wasn't gonna happen. And I was like, I don't know. It seemed like he was almost looking for a way out. Did you pay him money? Because he kept he kept saying he got he got No, I didn't make any money. I should have I should have had. But it seems like also oh. it seemed like he was poking the other guy in the eye, Agani in the eye, and then he was claiming he got eye poked when he was the one doing the poking. Uh, McCorkle, what did you think? Right. I think the pressure the uh, pressure of the moment seemed to get to be too much for him. Man, like it was kind of like he was just wait looking for a way out, which is unlike Derek Lewis. He's not normally like that, but fighting in his hometown for yeah, a title, but a title that would change his life nevertheless. Um, I was surprised. Like uh, I, yeah, I was sitting there, I was sitting there thinking, man, I'm just like sitting here with my mouth wide open, and I was thinking, so are uh, Dominic Cruz and uh, Bruce Buffer. But of course, that may have been the two black men <laughs> around each other that made them. 
open their mouths real wide. But yeah, no, I was uh, I was shocked that he didn't. If you're gonna, you might as well try. You know, even if you think you're out mad, <sighs> I mean, go out and fight, man. Like try, try, like go out and swing a couple, but throwing one or two punches around ain't gonna do it, man. Like it ever. Like Don said, like you have to go out and do it. Like if, I mean, what, what's it couldn't look worse than it did already. Like it couldn't have gone worse. So if you'd at least tried, if you get knocked out, you get knocked out. You know. So. I mean, Don, was there ever a fight where you came in as bad a shape as Derek Lewis? No, no. Even even in my worst scenario, when you know the pills and the alcohol, I I still did you know some training, and I could I could pass the five minute mark. What about you, Sean? Uh, I never came in super out of shape usually, but I did get tired real fast. It didn't matter what kind of shape I was in. So I would get, uh, but I would still fight. Like if I only go three minutes, you're going to get three minutes of me fighting. You know what I mean? And they start one looking at it. Hey, look, I tried the pills and alcohol. It was the training I forgot to do. <laughs> but let me tell you, this fight pissed me off. It was the only one that I got wrong, that I, you know, that I got wrong in the main card because Derek Lewis I, this whole technique versus power thing, I thought it was going to catch up to him his last three fights, and he proved me wrong every time. So I thought, okay, you know what? This time, Derek Lewis, this guy, every time he finds a way to land the one big one, and then it's over. And uh, that and, they, and when you said uh, was was very uh, accurate in terms of sometimes they think they're setting him up for success by putting him at home and being put in front of the home crowd and, you know, all this. and really they're setting him up for failure because that's just, you know, pressure on top of pressure on top of dealing with family and friends and locals and everything else. Cyril God comes in, they're booing him. The guy had nothing to lose, zero pressure. But it also seems like with Derek Lewis, if he wasn't as funny as he was and he wasn't as charismatic and he didn't say things. He seemed like, stressed out, man, like really stressed to me. So. But, it seems, but it seems like that's what also makes everyone love him. He choked, he choked. When he's like, hey, we're going to go deep. Or, to rouse you, wear your fine ass out. I mean, if he, if he didn't have all that funny shit going on, I think people, like, they, they want to like him, you know? If he was just a guy with no personality who fought the way he did, I don't think everyone would kind of be, like, as excited about him. Um, now, Gon right now is the favorite against Nganu. Uh I think that's crazy. Who? Cyril Gon is the, against Ngannou. Oh, right, yes. He, oh, you said Gon. No, I, I was like, yeah. Don's the favorite? Fuck yeah, bro! I went down! Cyril Gan is the favorite against Ngannou. Now, do we th is that accurate? You think, Sean, you think that's accurate? No. Ngannou should be three or four to one favorite, man. There's no, All he has to do is hit him once. And the, the Cyril Gan didn't look that great against Lewis. Lewis just looked really bad. It wasn't like he was looking amazing. Like, uh, I, I, I don't think he'll get out of the first round. Like, I really don't. Otherworldly power, man, and Gon can be hit. So, Don, what do you think? Fry? Yeah, um, I didn't hear half what he said, but he's right. <laughs> you know, Gon <laughs> does have great power, and uh, and uh, you know, all he's got to do is hit hit anybody once, and they'll crumble. You know, I mean, he's powerful. It all get out, and Cyril um, Gon, he just. Uh, I think he's at the B level stage, and he doesn't have what it takes to get to the A level. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Who, who do you think went well, to the 
I mean, he's already on the A-level. I mean, he's the interim champion. And yeah. I think what we're seeing here is a guy, I mean, what uh, we've always seen with heavyweights is very little technique and a lot of power. I mean, they tend to be just big dudes with a lot of power and very short fights. And I think he's, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen a guy of his size to have that much actual technique. But if there's anyone that also combines the two, it's Ngannou. And probably has more power and definitely has more experience. I, I'm, with, I, I'm with you guys. I think it's, it's Ngannou by a lot. I mean, he also kind of got let. No, Nagano doesn't have the experience. So yeah. I, I, I have to argue. I have to disagree with you. Nagano doesn't have the experience. He's only been doing this shit for three or four years now, you know. And I think Gon's, Gon's been doing the kickboxing for, for that long, right? Yeah. yeah. But MMA, I mean, he's only been in there, what, one year, two years? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, but so's Ngano. I mean, Ngano right now the heavyweight division is at a really low level of uh, talent. You know. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, how do you think these guys would have done it? That's why. That's why. I, that's why I want to get in there and challenge you know the champion and uh, make my comeback. Uh, Fuck yeah, you do, and we want to see it too, man. Uh, now, 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 Don, how do you think? Ngannou or Cyril Gaon would have done against a prime Mark Coleman. Oh, they got killed. Mark Coleman in his prime was a, was an animal, just a, a vicious beast, a beastly animal, you know. And he would just hurt people just by natural strength. He didn't intend to, but he just had ungodly strength, and he would get after you. You know, good, good thing he had he had a good mindset, and he's just a nice guy, you know, because if he wanted to go in there and destroy you, he'd have, he'd have broken bones on everybody he fought. It's crazy that, like, boxing and uh, MMA, like, heavyweights were better back in the day. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, 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 the Joe Frazier's, Muhammad Ali, Harry oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Holmes, you know, versus today's crop. And even with MMA, it seems like, you got, like, the Don Fries and the Mark Coleman's and – the, like the prime fedors probably would have fucking destroyed this, these guys. But yeah, I think it's the best athletes are playing football, man. The best big athletes, you know. Yeah, when you get to that size, that's football. exactly right. There's better money to be made in other places, and I think that's what becomes of bigger dudes. But Sean, you don't think that's why box, that's why boxing doesn't have them either. But Sean, you don't think there was better money in football back then too? Uh. Not than boxing. Boxing's always been the highest paid uh, thing. There's oh, yeah. there's yeah. better money in field hockey than there is the UFC. You know, I mean, I mean, pretty much any sport at this point. If uh, like fighting the UFC is the least money I've ever made doing anything in my life, including a puppy mill. No, but um, <laughs> no, like uh, I mean, anything I've done, I, I cleared a total. I want to say in the UFC total sponsorships, everything in three fights after I paid my age and after I paid my taxes, probably thirty thousand dollars. Like total, so and you were a co um, event, and you were a co event. Yeah, I, I got ten thousand dollars to be the co event at UFC 124, which did almost nine hundred thousand pay per view buys, and they gave me a ten thousand dollar bonus because of how well I promoted the fight. Um, and I got seventeen thousand in sponsors, which would be thirty five hundred now or three thousand with their new deal. It wouldn't be very much, uh, if anything. And um, yeah, I was only owed ten thousand. That's why I like Dana a lot, man. Like I like Dana's helped me out and. Always gonna run nice to me, but when he's like, we've never paid anybody fifty thousand dollars on a million pay per view buy thing. I'm like, you know, main event or co main event. And I'm like, yeah, you paid me ten. You didn't pay me fifty, but it was ten. You know, so and that was in two thousand ten or no, 
2010 or 11. So that it isn't like it was, you know, 30 years ago or when they first started. So. Don, you got a hundred grand on the open, right, Don? Uh, 150 back. Yeah. yeah. All right, wow. You also had the four. You had the fight four times. Ultimate, ultimate. But yeah. you fought four times in one night. No, no, only three. Three. That's still fucking crazy. Yeah. Don won more in one <laughs> night 20 years ago than I won the entire like that I made all 27 fights. So that's crazy. I mean, yeah, but you also fought. What, who, I who, fought three times in one night, but it was all with the same girl. Who did, who did you fight? Who did you fight in <laughs> the finals? Don, who did you fight in the finals? Ultimate. Uh, Gary. No, Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott. Tank fucking Abbott. That's crazy. In the finals. Don Fry, Tank Abbott. Could there be two manlier men in an octagon <laughs> in history? I mean, come on. Like, hey, hey, you're getting. You're starting to hyperventilate. Buffer here says he'll be hyperventilating too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, see again why couldn't you do these buffer jokes last week and do the show so on the co-made event Aldo uh, Aldo looked great jo jo yeah now according yeah. According, yeah, to, according to Pat Militich uh, I'm not saying anything I'm not accusing anyone but he's saying that during COVID he thinks USADA isn't testing people uh, can that possibly be true Sean? Uh, sounds right to me. It's weird, the UFC, man. I know guys that were getting checked literally six times a week and guys who haven't been checked even once yet that are in the UFC. So it's like, I don't know what their random system is, but I, I don't want to say their name, but I know two different guys that say they have not been tested one time if they weren't fighting like randomly and whatever. That's how long they've been doing it, three, four years. So they haven't been tested even one time. So I mean, but Aldo looked amazing. Like, this was – yeah. Tom, why am I seeing your crotch right now? What, I was going to say, and there's Don Fry's dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Don you're, you're the the podcast? <laughs> you got to meet the whole committee. <laughs> Don, what, Don, are you wearing, like yeah. – Don, are you wearing Daisy Dukes? Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what is that? Oh, they're, they're short. I got to get my knee changed, my wrapping on my knee changed. <laughs> I, got, I had that infection but remember last week I had yeah 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 to go to the doctor yeah so yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I'm happy so that, that my buddy's changing my well we saw all eight inches of Don Fry uh, and during it was uh, I gotta say it was, it was impressive <laughs> <laughs> only, only seven sir only seven <laughs> dude that's a back to the fight <laughs> which we were discussing before Don's stepkids decided to interrupt. Then, I, I thought, I'm walking into this, I'm thinking, they, they set this up as like, uh, you know, Jose is supposed to be the stepping stone for Pedro. This should be the thing that puts Pedro into that big time convention. Then I'm watching Jose walk out. I'm like, oh, they fucked up. This guy, this guy thinks this is the first yeah. step back to the championship. He and that's exactly amazing. what happened. He looked amazing. He looked amazing. He, and he beat the shit out of this guy. You know what? I think I'm mean, yeah. maybe for uh, Usada getting away. This is how these guys are gonna look. <laughs> like what the hell? I mean, talk about turning back to the clock. I mean, this you is know what's most surprising on the whole thing is he used to struggle badly to make 145, like really, really struggle. And now, like, he's making 135 easy. I'm like, I, you don't usually do better with age with that. And I'm pretty sure he was 47 when he fought Conor McGregor. So I don't know how old he is now. 
but he was old then. So no, it absolutely looked like they photoshopped his face on somebody else's body. Yeah, it was. I mean, Aldo looked amazing. Who knew who I thought yeah, it was You know, who I really my heart who was wasn't here. What do you say? It was that it wasn't his. I felt his bad. For, you know, who I felt bad for was Michael Chiesa because he was doing so well. Uh, he was kicking ass. He, he almost had Luke out, and then he just got reversed and choked. Um, what do you think, Don Fry? Kiesa could have done differently. Keep his neck out of the way. But once that guy screwed up, you know what I mean. But like once he once I'm the guy had that. How hard is that to like defend that Darce, a guy who that, or like that's his move? Well, if that's his move, then you're you're screwed. It's over. You know, I mean, when somebody labels something like that their move, they're they're like the Russians. You know, we used to practice something ten thousand times. They would practice it a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand times, and uh, that's what you do something when you have a specific move. Yeah. Uh, McCorkle, what do you think uh, he could have done there? I've never been Darce choked like that, man. I'm too I, – I don't get triangle choked either. I'm too wide for my neck to buy – like under my lap or whatever for everybody to get their arms safely around me. Or not safely, but I mean tightly around me, so I can't really relate to it. I could – I used to let people put me in triangle just to pass their guard because I knew they wouldn't be able to finish because I was just too broad, you know, unless it was Stephen Struve or somebody. But, um, yeah, no, it's uh, – I was surprised – Chiesa's supposed to be great at jujitsu. Like, it always surprised me when I see – I mean, obviously, he knew what he was in. A lot of guys, I think, make a mistake, man. When you know something's locked in, every second you wait, you're further locked in. It's like quicksand. So, like, you have right. to explode immediately when you know he's got it because that's your only chance to get out. But I see these guys take like grab one arm and try to fight to both hands and this and that. I'm like, dude, you should have scrambled the second he put it in because that's your only chance to get out. Give him 30 seconds to put it in. It's going to get tighter and tighter. So – Man, that was that was hard. He said he was embarrassed by it. I'm like, I, I wouldn't be embarrassed. He was doing so well before that. Um, yeah, I thought Luke was going to win but for the first, you know, three minutes of that fight. I thought he was going to lose because Kiesa was all over him. I'm like, and then he had him. He had the choke, but they were, you know, and, and but they were pretty dry still, and he was able to get out of it and reverse it. But I mean, up until then, I was like, oh shit, I think he might lose this fucking fight. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, Tisha Torres. Oh, she looked good. I saw her a couple weeks ago. She's just on a different – sometimes people just hit the zone. You know, I think with Tisha, she just found, like – even with comics, you see comics like like Dave Attell, I heard, would bomb and bomb and bomb and bomb and bomb. And one day something just clicked. And then he was, like, the funniest comic in New York. And that Tisha Torres, she, I'm not saying she would bomb and bomb, but something recently has clipped in her where she just doesn't give a fuck anymore and is letting her hands go. She looked great. Yeah. She looked uh, great in those red shorts. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, some people uh, some people say the same thing happened to Brendan Schaub. Like, uh, yeah, of course. What were you saying, Sean? Some people say the same thing happened with Brendan Schaub. Like, he bombed and bombed and bombed and bombed, and then something clicked, and he continued to bomb. So, <laughs> it's uh, been known to happen. Uh, Don, Tisha's a lesbian. She's a... Uh, She's dating Raquel Pennington, or she's bisexual. She's like men before, but now she's in a serious relationship. Have you ever had to try to, you know, get someone who's a lesbian to like you? Do you, th- you think that you could still, you know, get a girl who's a lesbian or no? No, but I have changed uh, 
solid nymphomaniacs into uh, sworn lesbians. (laughs) 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 Me too, Don. Uh, Hector Jr. Yeah. I'm the guy. I'm the guy they wake up with, and they're like, "Okay, I've got a coke problem. I gotta go." <laughs> Dude, my 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 daughter is in this phase now where she's like, "Daddy, do you like uh, boys and girls?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I, I like everybody." She's like, "I like uh, I like girls. I don't like boys because she's like, you know, boys are." Are, are, are out of control but like i you know i, I know what she means but and i want to be like well as a man I, I like boys you know i don't want to confuse <laughs> so i'm like well i like everybody and now she probably thinks i'm bisexual or so i i how do I, you know this is one of those that's why you drive that ice cream truck around the neighborhood right <laughs> yeah of course of course she keeps asking me to do this play date with this one boy she's like can uh She's like, can Matthew come over for a play date? Can Matthew come over? So today I talked to her at school and I'm like, hey, which one's Matthew to the teacher? Because I, I wanted to check him out, make sure he was all right. You know, make sure he, he was the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> it was the janitor. Oh, Matthew, the janitor. Yeah, it's it's Mateo. We could, Mateo, but Matthew, sure. Oh, God. He was the janitor and the Bruce Buffer was like, Adam, wait your turn. He's coming over for a play date with me. <laughs> it was the janitor. Uh, there, there, there was a comic called, I'm not going to say his name, but uh, has recently been accused of being with underage women. I guess it had, accused. So yesterday I, was, I did a show and someone was like, hey, do you want to bring your daughter over for uh, my, my kid's birthday party? We're having it at this person's house. And I was like, no, uh, I think she, I heard it. I don't want to keep her away from that guy. <laughs> like, Jeez. Like, uh, it was funny. All right, so um, what are we talking about? Uh, Song Yudong. Song Yudong against uh, Casey Kenny. Casey Kenny's, a, you know, he's tough as shit. He's just, he's losing the close ones. He lost to Dominic Cruz. He lost to Song Yudong. He's got to figure out how to get over that hump. Uh, Greg, what are you saying? And dude, I just think it's weird that he, you know, was so convinced that he won when he convincingly lost. Oh my God! Don't show that, Don. Jesus God, that's your Christ! Oh my God! Oh. Don, what's that? That's your leg, Don. Oh fuck! What is well, I don't see anything. Thank God. Uh, oh my God! Just, Don, what are you? <laughs> that's, his, that's an infection. Oh. Your leg is a huge oh, Yeah, it was. Bro, oh, it was. It looks better now. Oh my god. Okay, so we're gonna have to oh, age restrict. That looks like Angela Magana. Let leak news. Oh, oh, let, listen, Don, did you get shot with a fucking yes. bowling, bowling ball? Like, what, what would happen? <laughs> and he's laughing. At this. He's laughing. I'm I'd be for, starting a GoFundMe. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, <laughs> I'm waiting for John Dodson to pop out of that thing. That thing was huge, bro. Yeah. Is there a shortage on stitches in Arizona? What's going on there? Like, oh my God! God! Oh, God. God. Oh, God. 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 You are the toughest God. motherfucker on the planet. God damn it, Don. That happened, that happened today during the podcast? Like, like, That's happening right now. It's happening this second. They're Don, doing it right your, now. Don, why is there a... Right now. Don, you got to, like, take care of that, man. I did. Here's the... 
I went to the, I went, they cut on it. They already operated on it. They had to cut it open and scrape the kneecap and scrape behind the kneecap. And now my buddy, um, Tony gets, he gets the lucky job of cleaning it out for me every day and rewrapping it. Is Tony your dog? Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Ugh. No, Tony. Tony's the camera guy. Say hi, Tony. Yeah, I'm the lucky guy. Oh, my God. Oh my like God. He's, a, he's a camera guy for my podcast. That looks like Team Alpha Male can have a fucking pool party in it. That, that thing is fucking huge. <laughs> that thing is. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh. You know what? I got to tell you, though. This is probably going to be our most watched video version of this show because when people hear the audio of this, they're going to be like, I got to see this. And I'm warning you now to everyone listening that you be prepared when you're going to see. How is that not getting done? How is that not getting infected right now? Like, oh my God. (laughs) Well, he's got gloves on and we're not. We're not let the dog lick it anymore. You know? <laughs> John, how did that happen? Doctor. What? How is that not closed? How did that how happen? How is that an open window? <laughs> oh, I guess you got to clean it out inside. Yeah, it's healing from the inside. Out. Yeah. John, how did that happen? Karate man. Heal from the inside. I know how it happened. Um, I don't know. I had, had a knot on it underneath, you know, below the knee. And uh, then it got real big, and then it popped. And then I guess it got dirt in it, you know. So then it moved up to the kneecap, and um, then it got real bad. I called my doctor, Gary, one day, because Gary used to wrestle, too. And he, he's a senior when I was a freshman up there at ASU. And he wrestled for Canada in the Olympics. Anyways, I called Gary. I said, hey, I, I got an infection in my knee. I need to come in and see you. He said, all right, come on in. And um, he said, shit. He called up a doctor, a surgeon, and I went over and saw him. He wanted to do it that day. I said, you're fucking crazy. I got a dog and a horse to take care of. I said, uh, I can do it tomorrow. <laughs> he said, all right, we'll get it done tomorrow. Go home and take care of your animals. <laughs> Oh my God! Now, I don't think Don's being honest with us. I feel like that's actually his wrist, and uh, he just watched Brendan Schaub's comedy special. <laughs> oh, there it is. There's two. Uh, now, Hector Lombard Jr. Have you ever had a cut like that? I never had a cut. Not like this. They, they try to make the cut on me. I make the cut on them, and then when they go for me, that's when I say, "You're the follower with the cut. I am not the sheep. You're the sheep. I want to be the elite." We did not cut. Okay, now now, who do you think caused the cut, Hexer? The worst. <laughs> Obviously, the Jews. The Jews, they caused the cut. That's what they're doing. The elite, they're the ones who They manipulate the media to make the cut even bigger. That's what they do. Wow. I have a feeling Greg Fry would make the same, blame the same group. I'm not positive. Hey, <laughs> hey, If I got an injury like that. I just put a little bacon in it and sew it up for a few weeks, and then you have a nice cured ham. People always ask me, they're like, they're like, what's Don Fry like? I'm like, he's the nicest, greatest guy ever. Sometimes they'll talk about the fights. They'll be like, yeah, that guy was sneaky, like the Chinese. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then he's stuffing it like a turkey. It's 
And then McCorkle goes, McCorkle goes, I don't know what the Chinese have to do with this. <laughs> the look on McCorkle's face, McCorkle's like six foot six, like 300 pounds. And he's looking at Don Fry like, 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 like a little child. Like McCorkle has become a little child. Like a, a five-year-old looks at like his dad, like, Man, my dad's the toughest guy ever. <laughs> Don, Don is the toughest motherfucker on the planet. He's laughing all the way through this open wound. Don, are you on are you on painkillers right now or anything? Or no, no, no more usual. <laughs> Standard amount. All right, fuck. Uh, you know who's also a really tough guy is Bobby Green. Uh, Bobby Green is a guy, I feel like one of those Smooth fighters. transition. He just runs out of uh, rounds, Bobby Green. Like, he could, he'll win every fight if there was no rounds. Like, if there was like 100 rounds, he's just a tough dude. I, but I feel like his taunting gets in the way because it seems like he loses the close one because his judges are getting pissed off because he's cursing and taunting and talking shit that they don't like him because he always loses the close ones. And I feel like his taunting is, is hurting his actual because that like somebody gave the other guy round three, which was like how did how did that happen? Uh, that was nuts. Um, did you watch the Olympics? Anyone watch the Olympics? Yes. Hey, wait, I before you go to the Olympics, can we talk about how good Ed Herman looked the other night? You mean as far as like toughness or uh, Ed Herman is tough as shit, but man, that guy could take a punch. He might be like forty-two. He didn't look a day under seventy. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what. He, uh, my girlfriend was actually hey, talking about. Yeah, like, talking about a fighter. My girlfriend kept laughing, saying, "Why is he walking like that?" And I was like, "No, I think he got kicked in the She goes, "No, before he even got kicked, he's like walking like a robot." It was uh, that was something to watch, man. That was I didn't know you could be that bad at fighting and being like in the UFC unless your name was CM Punk or Brandon Schaub. But um, yeah, like it was I, that. I don't know if he just hasn't trained the past two decades. Like I don't know what's going on, but he looked terrible, like absolutely terrible. Yeah. I think they're wanting right. to get Alonzo Menafield back on track. I mean, what does he have? Two losses coming into this, and you know, a ton of potential. I think they were just trying to—they were trying to get him back on the winning side of the of the track there. No, he won his last one. Alonzo did. He was. Oh, did he? Okay. Before that, he lost two up in a row. Right. Um, so this guy Gable Stevenson, who won the Olympics gold medalist, he he first two wrestling matches didn't get a point scored on him. Last one he lost. He won with one second left. The guy can do crazy backflips. Crazy agility. He seems like he's got everything. Uh, he was going, he's talking about how he wanted to go into WWE, but last night he tweeted out, hey, Dana White. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, I would love to see how good he is. His wrestling is second to well, none. He's smart. He's smart. He's, he's going to get him bidding right now. I mean, without even getting in the ring, he's going to have WWE and UFC bidding on him. But that is smart. Don't you think he needs a couple amateur fights and a couple like lower level fights for because he's gonna have a you know oh yeah a target on his back yeah because he's gonna have to get some easy fights and it'll be up to Dana you know to get those for him you know I mean if he signs with the UFC then Dana should bring him up just like they brought Mike Tyson up. You know, you give him, you know, tomato cans uh, for a first seven, eight, ten flights, and then you move them up, um, uh, you know, uh, to a little bit better, you know, 
<laughs> but not much. And then you, that's how you move them up slowly, and you get a you get the reputation of them being killers. Yeah, but and everybody's scared before they even get in the ring. But yeah, the, but those those pure wrestlers, man, they need like two years of training the other skill sets before they're right. ready. Yeah, but the right. issue, Don, is, is like them bringing in tomato cans from the fight. It's just like they tried doing that with CM Punk, and the problem was he couldn't beat those guys. Obviously, Gable Stevenson would beat those guys, but just bringing in guys like that, it's almost like the UFC should have a, a, some kind of a contract where they'll sign you, but they'll put you in the LFA. So you're signed with the UFC eventually, but you get to, but you get to fight in, in, in those smaller tier organizations. That's almost what they almost should do. I'll have like almost like a farm system. You know, like in the major leagues, like you're signed to the Mets, but you got to play Division, you know, one yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, farm leagues whatever. Because that's the issue is like who are they going to bring into the UFC that's just going to be a can? You can't bring a guy that's like two and two in the UFC. You can, but you're going to then see people are going to be like, well, why am I paying $60 to watch a two and two guy? So, like. Well, what, weight, what weight is this guy? Heavyweight. Heavyweight? Well, yeah. I think there's a guy um, on the other couch sitting there who's a heavyweight. He'd be <laughs> happy to, to make $50,000 to, uh, to do a job. Enough about Greg. How did I know you were going to make it about me? I knew it. God damn it, Sean. <laughs> so this week in Bellator, uh, Musasi is fighting John Salter. Uh, should be a good fight. I'm, I, everyone's, I'm picking John Salter. I mean, he's a guy that – he's won his last, like, nine out of ten fights. His, his only loss was to a guy who they were calling the best jiu-jitsu guy in the world, but the guy had like, kind of a brain aneurysm. Um, I'm picking uh, John Salter for the upset. You, McCorkle? Uh, I'm going with Saucy because I've never even heard of the other guy. <laughs> Great. So, Got to go with what I know. The same with you, Greg? Uh, sure. Where are we at? What are we talking about? Uh, Bellator. Bellator. Oh, Bellator. Uh, yeah, one, of the, one guy's going to beat the other guy. <laughs> and nobody's going to That's what I got for Bellator. <laughs> <laughs> one guy is going to beat the other guy. Wow. Hold on. I got to look it up now. Let me find it. Uh, Musasi versus John Salter. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got to go with what, with uh, Sean's assessment. Uh, I've heard of Wisconsin. I don't know Salter, so I don't really know. Salter lost but to is that a, but that, this is a championship Lovato. fight? Yeah, he lost to Javier Lovato, but that was a long time ago. Um, and then before, and before that, he had lost to, to, in like to 2010. So uh, Sean Salter. For those wondering, that is uh, this week. Uh, this week. Where, 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 I mean, I'm trying to uh, – Showtime, okay. And then Ru- on Stocks, who's a great fighter to have him on the show – it's fighting Magomed Magomedov, who's 18 and 1. Rufion's 15 and 1. That should be a good fight. Uh, I like that fight. That should be a very good fight. Um, yeah, and then in the PFL. Should be. What's going on? Wet, All right, I'm going to have to mute that. All right, so in the PFL this week. Uh, all right, then he's on oh, PFL, got it? PFL also on the 13th on Friday. Ray Cooper the third. A Hawaiian dude who won the million dollars last year. He beat David Machado in the finals. Seems to knock everyone out, this guy. He's fighting Rory McDonald in the playoffs. That should be a good fight. Uh, Rory McDonald is a fucking serial killer. He's ripped now. He's got a whole new camp. 
But um, didn't he come into uh, PFL and, like, lose his first two fights? No, he, he won his first fight. He lost his second against Gleason Tebow, but he really won that fight. I don't know what they were thinking, the judges. Um, but – and then uh, also on this card, Clay Collard, he's the guy that beat Anthony Pettis. He's on the card. Uh, Tebow's fighting Curtis Millender. used to be in the UFC. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's some good fights in both the PFL. PFL just has a weird – you know, they have all these, like – Three weeks in a row, they take like two, three months off. And when like, playoff starts again, they got to find some kind of more consistency, right? It seems like I think they almost have to do that to give their fighters a chance to, 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 to heal, you know, because they're yeah. fighting this tournament style, which means they're locked into the guys that they've got. I think they just got to give them time, you know. I, I, I don't think they really have a choice. I mean, they could force it to be a lot faster, but you'd end up with, guys, you know, having people forfeit fights left and right because, they, because of the injuries. Right. Isn't it crazy that the PFLs create more millionaires a year than the UFC is? Like, that's the craziest thing ever. It, I don't like know. It's true. <laughs> it's crazy. It, uh, yeah. But they also have, like, five, nine guys in their roster. Uh, but, 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 yeah, but you're right. Um, it, it, is, it is crazy. Uh, also, Randy Couture hopes the PFL brings back two fights in one night for 2020. Yeah, Randy's an old school guy. Uh, you know, Randy back in the day was a, a monster, just like Don Fry. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, Faraz Zahabi, who's the, the infamous trainer for GSP, he said today he thinks that Jake Paul will be on steroids when he fights Tyron Woodley. Does anybody, does anybody well, why should this fight be Paul different from any of the other fights? The fight. Wait, what, what was that, Sean? What were you saying? I said, yeah, I think he means he won't go off steroids for the fight. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we were making the same joke two different ways. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you think steroids are more in boxing or in MMA? Me? Yeah. Uh, MMA for sure. Yeah, boxing so much reflex speed, which if you took the right cocktail would help a little bit. But uh, in MMA, I mean, it depends on what you mean by steroids, too. You're talking performance enhancers. If you get a guy on HGH, EPO, and get his testosterone up 12, 1400. Uh, he'll be maybe some Winstrel for explosion and Anavar for fat burning. He'll be pretty much like I was uh, the entire time I was in the UFC, except for the EPO. So. Can you uh, make that list available for our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone happens to make a little trip down Mexico way, they can, uh... I know the right people, but. Chad um, <laughs> Mendez assigned with the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. So Chad Mendez is now doing bare knuckle boxing. Um, I, I think he'll be fine. I mean, he, he seems to hit pretty hard. He's more of a wrestler, but fuck it, right? Um, uh, Tim Johnson, who we had on the podcast before, is fighting Fedor in Russia. Now, right? now, but but correct me if I'm wrong. Fedor is 108 years old. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <in> the- <laughs> Maybe it's 107. It might be 107. Uh, but it's somewhere right in there. And this should be illegal even in Russia. Yes. Uh, I, uh, Don, you know, we can hear you when you talk, uh, by the way. Um, uh, so, dude, he is up and moving around on that thing right now. I don't God, know. What a man. Jesus Christ. I've never seen a hole that big. Uh, like, oh, my God. I was going to say, Don, next <laughs> time there's a... Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, Don. Next the, time there's the a big UFC, there, Missouri. 
Next time there's a big UFC in Phoenix and you're invited, I'm, I want you to sneak me in in your wound. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Jesus. I'll just... I'll load in there like a goddamn tauntaun in fucking uh, I like how Matt paying the guy three dollars for that. Like I see, I see three dollar bills. $3. Yeah, I love it yeah. that Don has a professional well, cameraman he helping him he with his knee and not his camera work on this podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> he has a professional cameraman. He's like, hey, you got to film? No, he's taking care of my knee. I think the echo is Don talking and it going into that wound. You could hear the <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Bats flying out. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like John Jones just popped out from under there. Like, like yeah, he was hiding in the under the octagon. Uh, so, all right, now uh, Kevin Holland. A couple kilos. Yes, a couple kilos. <laughs> Kevin Holland has been training wrestling with Johnny Hendricks and John Jones. So, I mean, I don't know I Daniel Cormier. So Kevin Holland says he's going to be. I didn't. I haven't heard Hendricks' name in a while, but I guess they're training Kevin Holland. Do you think to make a big difference? If he's training with, uh, who'd you say? Johnny uh, Hendricks and Cormier. Oh, yeah, Johnny Hendricks and Cormier. Uh, I can expect him to probably move up three weight classes because he's probably eating with them as well. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if he's training with them. So, yeah, let's look to see him at heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you gotta, you got to be careful of any training session that starts with a bucket of chicken. So, right. Juliana Pena thinks that, you know, because she was supposed to fight Nunez for the title. Nunez got COVID. She thinks that if she keeps pulling out, she should get the interim championship or at least fight for it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, they, they did it to the, you know, the heavyweight champion. Shit, from like, you know, right away. Why, why aren't they doing it, you know, for the girls? Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Mike Winklejohn, who's John Jones' trainer, says that John Jones is not interested in fighting Steve Amiochik. He wants the biggest challenge out there. It's probably a random drug test. Uh, but so, <laughs> I mean, do we think? I mean, Stipe is a huge challenge, though. I mean, if he beats Stipe, the hype behind John Jones would be huge for Ngannou. And I think that's a tough fight for John Jones. I, I don't think he. I think everyone wants to see that fight, Sean. I don't. Yeah, I don't think John Jones wants it. I think if he was going to fight for it, he wants to fight for the title because. If he fights Stipe and loses, then that fight's gone. If he fights Stipe and wins, there's no real difference, you know, or whatever, because people probably assume he would anyway. But, yeah, I think uh, I think he knows he can out-wrestle Ngannou and probably take him down. Uh, I don't think he would out-wrestle Stipe, and I don't know they would outstrike him. So it's not, uh, not a smart fight if I'm John Jones, but neither is drunk driving. So, 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 you, think, gonna... so you think Stipe is a harder fight for him than Ngannou? Uh, I mean, it's it's more diverse for sure. I think he believes he can take Ngannou down. Whether he can or not, I don't know. But I think he thinks he can take him down and uh, beat the brakes off of him doing that. I don't think he would stand and trade with him. But you never know. I mean, he'd be crazy to anybody would be crazy. I would love to see Ngannou box. I would just like to see him box somebody, see if he could hit that hard with boxing gloves, man. Like it, Because uh, when you only have to land one and it only needs to be from six inches away from their face, like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's unbelievable how hard he hits. It's I don't know. Unreal, man. Um, Don, Fry, do you think that uh, – who do you think is a harder fight for John Jones, Ngano or Stipe? Oh, Ngano, definitely. Definitely. You know, um, like the white boy in the couch just said, you know, the guy's that powerful punching. And um, all you got to do is hit, you know, moving up in weights, a completely different animal. 
when you change weight classes, you know, and you're used to uh, fighting people at a certain weight. It's just, it, it's, it's completely different and it'll fuck with their mind for one thing. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Especially when you talk about the heavyweight division, which has like a 40 pound fucking difference, you know, or what do you go up 60 pounds from light heavyweight? Isn't light heavyweight like 205 and then you get up to 265? I mean, that's yeah. huge. Right, I mean, that's right. fucking huge. I think he does. He doesn't even have a choice. I don't care who he was. He hasn't fought in fucking forever. He's lucky they let him fight Stipe to at least show that he still can fight and, and they fight up that level before they send it. You don't get to fight for the heavyweight championship. We just, when you're a, a different weight class and you haven't fought in what, four years, three years, it's been fucking forever. Got it. Got it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So what do we got coming up, Greg? Oh, uh, this weekend I'm actually going to be. Oh my God, I got to go. I'm supposed to. Anyways, I'm supposed to go to Miami this weekend. Party? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, it's a it's a corporate gig that I'm doing, but I mean, it's like, oh God, they they it's fucking November of last year down in, in uh, Florida. So I'll be wearing a wetsuit and uh, a uh, full. Uh, underwater uh, oxygen gear, <laughs> everything else to fucking try and survive this shit. But you're vaccinated. I am vaccinated, but you know, it, I mean, it's clear you could still get sick, and I just don't even want to get it. Got it, got it. And then uh, Don Fry, what, what do you got coming? Uh, Don Fry, you're not vaccinated, right? No. 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 Nothing's. Nothing's. Uh, nothing's brave enough to try and attack me, so I don't have to worry about it. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> the good news with is there's he's... no like open wounds on his body where an infection could get in. So that doesn't realize it, but they fully vaccinated him when they cut his knee open. They just poured like a whole vial of it right <laughs> in the wound. There you go. I've never seen a whole lot. Of, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Like I mean, like half your knee is cut is like a fucking. I mean, how long will I take the heel, Don? I don't know. It's it's healed um, already halfway, fifty percent in the last week. It was it was big. It was really big. So that that's it's done a good job of healing. Oh god! Woo! Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, uh, we're gonna name it the San Andreas <laughs> because that's a goddamn fault line you got coming. Don, does your girlfriend help you out with that or no? No, no. Do people no. take donkey women, rides women to the bottom, don't. or do they? Are there helicopters? Women tend not to it? listen. <laughs> women can't listen. Women tend not to listen, and this is something that really needs to pay attention to and listen to the doctor about. You know, not not want to do your own thing. Huh. Yeah, no, of course. I'm sure your doctor loves Tony, uh, the, the guy, <laughs> the guy that you just paid four dollars to. Yeah, my camera guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this Saturday night, I will be in Apple Valley with Tommy Davidson. I'm pretty sure Don just called Sean a racist. That was Don's Apple Valley. I'll be in Apple Valley. Uh, yes, in, uh, in you're going to be visiting Don's knee. Yes, yes, 100. Um, percent And then uh, where else? I'll be in off the in life raft. Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida, uh, August 19th to the 22nd. 
And then I'll be at the comic strip in Vancouver, uh, Canada, September 2nd to the 4th. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the best. Take care. All right. See you, everybody.